FM, best frequencies forever. Good morning. I'm your host, Keith Dixon, and thanks for tuning in. The name of the program is Turn, 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 and the idea being that to every song, there is a season. The purpose of this hour is to play songs that embody the current season. It's summertime, and we'll be playing songs from Alanis Morissette, Grace Jones, and Spoon. But first, we'll be starting with a song from a musician that, to borrow a completely unrelated quote from Hunter S. Thompson, was, quote, one of God's own prototypes, a high-powered mutant of some kind, never even considered for mass production, end quote. Don Van Fleet, aka Captain Beefheart, was a visionary and true innovator that made uniquely eccentric music that blended elements of Delta blues, free jazz, avant-garde compositions, in rock and roll with, quote, clashing meters, brightly imagistic poetry, and raw blues shouting, end quote. One could describe it as primitive, Dadaist, abstract, absurd, and surreal. Born in Glendale, California, Van Fleet would grow up in Lancaster, a small town in the middle of the Mojave Desert. What can only be described as some sort of cosmic gag, starting in high school, Van Fleet would form what he called a mutually useful but volatile friendship with none other than Frank Zappa. The two would bond over their shared interest in Chicago blues and R&B. Zappa would recount that by Van Fleet's senior year, quote, he had dropped out of school and he would just sit at home and listen to rhythm and blues records and scream at his mother to get him a Pepsi, end quote. These renowned outbursts would come to be known as Pepsi Moods and would inspire the mythology behind his and his band's persona. Van Fleet and Zappa would together develop the Captain Beefheart name, and in 1965, Van Fleet would form what he called his Magic Band. The premise behind Captain Beefheart and his Magic Band was that Captain Beefheart had magic powers, and upon drinking a Pepsi, could summon up his Magic Band to appear and perform behind him. Wild stuff. This is Tropical Hot Dog Night. Hot dog night Like two 
flamingos in a fruit fight. I don't wanna know about wrong or right. Yeah, I don't want to know. Tropical hot dog night Like two flamingos in a food fight Like stepping out of a triangle In the striped light Stripe light, stripe light Tropical hot dog night Everything's wrong at the same time it's right The truth has no patterns For me tonight I'm playing this music So the young girls will come out To meet the monster tonight
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. That was Canary in a Coal Mine off the police's 1980 Zenyata Mandata. The song's title is, of course, a reference to the retired practice of miners bringing caged canaries into coal mines in order to detect the presence of toxic, odorless gases such as carbon monoxide or methane. The term for this practice is called sentinel species, and the animal's sole purpose was to detect risks to humans by providing advance warning of a danger. The canaries, being more sensitive, would become sick or succumb to the gases before the miners, who would become alerted of the danger and evacuate the mine. The term canary in a coal mine is an English idiom, meaning something or someone whose sensitivity to adverse conditions makes a useful early indicator of potential danger or failure. In the context of the song, the term is used by the narrator as a way to describe someone that they know who they deem is overly sensitive and shaken by the slightest defect, possibly suffering from some psychological disorders such as hypochondria and or OCD. Up next, we'll be featuring a band that helped lead a disco revival back in 2008. Hercules and the Love Affair is a dance music collective created by Andy Butler that consists of a rotating cast of performers and musicians. Critic Bernadette McNulty wrote in the Daily Telegraph that the music was, quote, D-I-S-C-O in its 70s glory, end quote, into which, quote, Butler weaves fractured Chicago house beats and pulsating synths, end quote. The project started when Butler approached Anthony Hagerty, aka Ahoney, of Anthony and the Johnsons to sing vocals on a demo that he wrote and produced. The song Blind was then brought to DFA Records and released to critical praise. On the strength of Butler's other demos, DFA co-founder Tim Goldsworthy would co-produce Butler's eponymous debut album. The band's name was chosen because of Butler's love of Greco-Roman mythology and references Hercules and his love affair with companion and servant Hylas. Butler noted that, quote, Hercules stayed on the island looking for his boyfriend. I just thought that was super beautiful. The strongest man on earth looking for his lost love at his most vulnerable. Strong men can have strong feelings and they can experience those feelings and experience pain and express pain and be gay, end quote. This is Athena.
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever. Up next, we'll be featuring a song from elder statesmen of the Pacific Northwest indie rock scene. But rather than hailing from Seattle or the region's other musical beacon, Portland, this band calls the unassuming city of Boise, Idaho, their home. But in fact, the band, Built to Spill, is centered around in a vehicle for iconic Axeman, vocalist, songwriter, and only permanent member, Doug March, who was born and raised in the gym state. As writer Sean Nelson points out, at the tail end of 1997, quote, going into their fourth album, Keep It Like a Secret, Built to Spill already had two masterpieces under their belt. The candy sweet, There's Nothing Wrong with Love, and the spaced out major label curveball, Perfect From Now On. But rather than reinvent themselves again for their second Warner Brothers outing, the Boise Rockers split the difference between Nothing Wrong's Puppy Dog Pop and Perfect's compositional gymnastics, limiting their jamming to mostly swift, controlled bursts, end quote. Meaning they made a conscious decision to make their songs shorter and more accessible, which was achieved. As the story goes, March was burned out from writing lengthy compositions on his previous album, Perfect From Now On. So the band would jam for hours on end, and March would use a foot pedal that would trigger a tape machine to record when there was something that caught his ears. Next, he methodically built songs by sifting through hours of the jam sessions and piecing parts together. The album's sound is an amalgamation of their oeuvre up until that point, and thanks to fame producer Phil Eck, the songs soar and sparkle with a sheen not found on their previous albums. Emotive, intricate, and anthemic, these songs are an inspired collection of recordings, and March is just brilliant on guitar and absolutely rips. This is Sidewalk.
Community Radio. All your friends are doing it. 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 Best frequencies forever. We'll be closing out the program with Four American Dollars by U.S. Girls off her 2020 album Heavy Light. U.S. Girls is a solo project of Toronto-based musician and pop experimentalist Meg Remy. The groove-laden and sardonic song addresses the perils of living in our money-driven society and the absurdity of the American dream narrative, with Remy joking, My money is quick to count. I got $4 to my name. And you gotta have boots if you want to lift those bootstraps. As writer Austin Jones put it, quote, Four American dollars scintillates with the groove of 70s pop, dipped in Remy's signature irony and scathing wit. It contends subliminally with societal pressures and the complexities of life, doing so with a razor-sharp tongue and enshrewing eye-roll-worthy obviousness, end quote. If you take the first character from each word in the song's title, it would be 4AD, the label that Remy is signed to and who happens to cut her checks. In the end, Remy makes it plain and simple when she says, quote, no matter how much you get to have, you will still die, and that's the only thing, end quote. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in.
BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever.